listening to the Back in History Class podcast. Viewer discretion is advised. A total of 15 people are believed to have died here, 12 students, one faculty member, and the two young killers. People are getting shot all around me. <laughs> Witnesses say they laughed as they fired their weapons, executing their classmates who begged for their lives. and it was all at close range. Parents, hug your kids. Pray to, pray that, be happy that you're with them. On April 20th, 1999, the lives of students and community of Littleton, Colorado changed forever. Two supposedly deranged students altered the course of history for Columbine High School and the rest of the world on that fateful day. Eric Harris and Dylan Klebold's name will remain infamous in the realm of school shootings for the rest of time, but the question that is always asked by anyone involved is why? Why Columbine? Why did they do it? What drove them to the point of no return? Were they bullied? Were they bullies? Much of this comes down to the speculation, but the evidence we have gathered aims to answer this question, why? Dylan Klebold was born September 11, 1981, and Eric Harris was born on April 8, 1981. Dylan had lived in Colorado all his life and was academically gifted. He was even in the Challenging High Intellectual Potential Students, or CHIPS, program at his school until the sixth grade. Dylan had always been shy and tended to bottle up his emotions until he erupted into uncharacteristic rages. He was often quiet and a follower to others his whole life. Eric Harris was almost the opposite. The one thing he and Dylan had in common was their intelligence. Eric's father was an Air Force pilot, which meant Eric and his family moved around a lot from place to place. Eventually, this landed him in Littleton, Colorado, and it is here that he and Dylan's dangerous friendship began. Eric was more confident than Dylan and assumed the position of the dominant partner between the two. He was a leader, and Dylan was a follower. This is Eric and Dylan at face value, but let's dive in to explore what may have triggered them to heal 13 people and themselves while injuring many others. Dylan, as previously stated, had always been quiet and didn't stand out. Even his own mother admits she had no idea that he was capable of committing such a horrendous crime. She even spoke about Dylan and mental illness in a TED Talk titled, My Son Was a Columbine Shooter. Her name is Sue Klebold, and she had valuable insight into the true person Dylan was. She said she believes her son was going through a depression due to things she found written in his journals after his death. Dylan never expressed he was going through depression or had suicidal thoughts. Sue Klebold has combed through every detail of Dylan's life to try and find out where she went wrong. What happened in his childhood to cause him to turn into a mass shooter? Did she not raise him well? The truth, she says, 
is that there are no clear answers, and she thinks that his hidden depression caused him to enter dark places with no hope of returning. Now, Sue is an advocate for helping people with mental illness so that she can try and understand more about her son and others going through the same thing. Eric Harris was a different story. He was chaotic and clever. He often used the internet to create his own websites and games. Once, on a website he created, Eric threatened to kill another student, Brooks Brown. On his website post, he said, All I want to do is kill and injure as many of you as I can, especially a few people like Brooks Brown. The police even got involved, but Eric was never punished. Some say that this was a warning sign into what Eric was capable of, and blamed the police for the eventual Columbine shooting. Eric even had girlfriends throughout the years. One time when a girl did not reciprocate feelings for him, Eric acted out a fake suicide with fake blood. He was not afraid to do abnormal things and stand out in the crowd. The two boys were also caught breaking into a van and stealing things. They did receive punishment for this through community service, but they earned their way out early because of good behavior. In a school project made by Eric and Dylan called Hitmen for Hire, they were acting out being heroes and fighting for those who were being bullied. In the video, they were yelling cuss words and discussing killing the bullies. Why did their teacher not see this red flag and report it? We don't know, but this certainly begs the question. Why were Dylan and Eric allowed to get away with so many alarming things? Could they have been stopped before it was too late? On the morning of the Columbine massacre, Dylan and Eric recorded home videos apologizing and saying goodbye to their families. Dylan's video is very blunt as he says, Hey mom, gotta go. It's about half an hour before our little judgment day. I just wanted to apologize to you guys for any crap this might instigate. I didn't like life too much, and I know I'll be happy wherever the heck I go. So I'm gone. Goodbye. Eric's part is slightly more heartfelt as he says, Yeah, everyone I love, I'm really sorry about all this. I know my mom and dad will be just like shocked beyond belief. I'm sorry, alright. I can't help it. Now, let's get into the actual shooting. On the morning of April 20th, 1999, Dylan Klebold and Eric Harris entered Columbine High School parking lot. Earlier that day, Dylan and Eric had planted two propane bombs inside the school cafeteria. They were set to detonate while the first wave of students were at lunch, but luckily Dylan and Eric were bad bomb makers, and the bombs never detonated. Additionally, a bag of more explosives was placed in a field near the school, and they were set to detonate at 11.14 a.m. as a diversion. Eric and Dylan thought that while the first responders were at that field, it would delay their response to the school. They were wearing large black trench coats to conceal their weapons. Dylan wore a black shirt that had wrath written on it, while Eric wore a white shirt that said natural selection. While outside the parking lot, Brooks Brown, the kid who Eric had formerly threatened to kill, came up to Eric. Brooks claimed that Eric said, It doesn't matter anymore, Brooks. I like you now. Get out of here. Go home. Brooks happily obliged, considering he had already been wanting to skip school. At 11.19 a.m., Dylan and Eric began their killing spree. We will mention a few highlights from the massacre. Some of these incidents show the absolute cruelty of the two boys, and it provides a direct contrast to the Dylan and Eric their friends and family knew. The pair's original goal was to kill more people than the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing. However, while shooting at people, Eric and Dylan would taunt them and seem to be taking their time, rather than hurriedly trying to kill as many people as possible. During the beginning of the attack, a wounded student was lying on the ground calling out for help. 
Dylan walked over to the student and said, sure, I'll help you, and proceeded to shoot the student in the face. A black student was hiding beneath a table in the library, and Dylan and Eric made derogatory racial comments about him before eventually shooting and killing him. After shooting him, Dylan said, I didn't know black brains could fly that far. After killing and injuring everyone they wanted in the library, Dylan and Eric moved on. Apparently, they had lost the thrill of murdering people with guns and allegedly said, maybe we should start knifing people. That might be more fun. Then they headed to the school cafeteria to check on their bombs, which they realized had failed to detonate. The two walked the halls of Columbine, looking into classrooms and the fearful students hidden inside while laughing and taunting them, yet they never entered the classrooms. They even approached a bathroom and yelled, we know you're in here, let's kill anyone we find in here, although they never did. Finally, Dylan and Eric returned to the library to commit suicide. A student hidden in the library recalls hearing them shout one, two, three before the guns fired. In the end, 15 people were dead and many more were injured. While creating a profile on Eric and Dylan after the massacre, the FBI released their preliminary findings to the public. Regarding Eric, they believe he was a psychopath due to findings in his journals and the actions he did. And with Dylan, they think he was a depressive, as in many of his journal entries he wrote about killing himself. Eric could also have been depressed because he was seeing a therapist who prescribed him Luvox, an antidepressant. Other researchers concluded that Eric was suffering from a superiority complex and was extremely narcissistic. Dr. Duane Fuselier, a supervisor in charge of the Columbine investigation, stated, I believe Eric went to the school to kill and didn't care if he died, while Dylan wanted to die and didn't care if others died as well. Pop culture was also under fire for possibly influencing Dylan and Eric. Both of them listened to music with artists such as Marilyn Manson, KMFDM, and Ramstein. Marilyn Manson was asked about the Columbine shooters in an interview and said, those kids ended up on the cover of Time magazine twice. The media gave them exactly what they wanted. That's why I never did any interviews around that time when I was being blamed for it because I didn't want to contribute to something that I found to be reprehensible. In the film Bowling for Columbine, Manson was asked what he would say to the shooters, and he replied, I wouldn't say a single word to them. I would listen to what they have to say, and that's what no one did. He believes that because Dylan and Eric had no way to express their voice, they did it through Harris acts instead. Eric and Dylan watched films that glorified violence and played video games, such as Doom, which was a first-person shooter. Several people argue that pop culture influenced Dylan and Eric negatively. However, it is apparent that Dylan and Eric were suffering from more, and video games and music were not the sole cause of the Columbine shooting. With bullying, many original news articles on the Columbine shooting thought that Eric and Dylan were seeking revenge on people that bullied them. Their statements do support this idea, and it could have been partly true. But, the bigger picture for them was just wanting to kill a lot of people as a statement. Both of them admired the Oklahoma City bombing and wanted to pass that tragedy's kill count. However, after the bombs didn't explode as planned, it is speculated that Dylan and Eric resorted to just killing whoever they wanted and probably selected those who they discriminated against or had problems with in the past. Some sources even claim that Eric and Dylan were the bullies themselves, but this is hard to believe considering there are so many things that point to them being victims of bullying. 
For example, Dylan's mom, Sue Klebold, remembers an incident that happened at school where Dylan had ketchup-covered tampons hurled at him in the cafeteria. He told his mom it was the worst day of his life. Also, in their school project, Hitmen for Hire, the whole point was to help those being bullied by killing the bullies. This project's idea was most likely stemmed from thoughts they already had, such as seeking revenge on bullies who had hurt them. Even though bullying did occur, this was not the main cause of the shooting. Dylan and Eric both suffered from mental illness as well, and that with the combination of constant bullying, suicidal thoughts, and their infatuation with weapons and terrorist attacks led to the massacre. This wasn't just a crime of passion either. The whole attack had been planned for at least a year. Journals confirmed that attacks had been in a boy's mind since April the year before. It was confirmed that Eric and Dylan had made around 99 bombs before their attack and often practiced shooting. Dylan even hid his guns inside his room that his parents didn't know about. The original attack had been planned a day before April 19th, but due to a lack of ammo, they postponed until the following day. Ironically, the day was April 20th, and that is Hitler's birthday, and Eric had a fascination with Nazis. Even 20 years later, the tragedy of Columbine continues to linger. Since the devastating attack, more than 230 school shootings have occurred. Copycat school shooters have followed what Dylan and Eric did at Columbine and have cited them as inspiration for their attacks. Everyone knows what Columbine is. Whenever you mention school shootings, Columbine is generally a first that comes to people's minds. It demonstrated how horrible yet effective a school shooting can be. School shootings such as the Stoneman Douglas High School and Sandy Hook tragedies have been two major ones since Columbine. Anytime a school shooting occurs, people look back and remember the big ones that happened. Every time the question is asked, why did they do it? The same question has been asked for decades about Columbine, but no clear answers have been discovered. Perhaps we will never know what can drive a person to commit such terrible and heartless crimes. The students' and teachers' untimely and tragic deaths will be memorialized as a reason to find out how to prevent more school shootings from happening. Since Columbine, the government and law enforcement have taken more preventative measures against school shootings and are creating new ways to make schools a safer place. Violence has been present in the world since the beginning of time, and school shootings are just a sad and despicable version of it. The Columbine School Massacre will forever be a sad reminder of the cruel world we live in, and the lives lost that day will be remembered for the rest of time.